0: The Services Championship once again belongs
1: to the Army Rugby Union. Hello and welcome to the Army Rugby Pod, bringing you news, views and interviews from across the Army Rugby Union. My name's James and as ever, I'm joined by... Hi, Mark's here. Um, it's been a while since we've talked to you. Uh, that's entirely my fault. Uh, I've got married, moved house and started a new course. There's been a little bit of delay. We've got a jam-packed episode this week. Uh, bringing you primarily a review of the Griffins versus Salisbury Vets, which occurred on the 30th of April. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Return to Rugby, specifically CORE and the Women's Super Series. But before we get into all of that, Mark, how are you?
2: I'm really good, pal. Thank you. I've obviously not had as busy a time as you, but I have been able to get out and watch some live rugby. So uh, morale is high.
1: Yeah, it, it's good getting out and uh, and seeing rugby being played again and, and just getting st- stuck back into it. So let, let's go right into. Obviously, today we're recording Monday, seventeenth of May. The UK starting to open up again. What's what's going on in terms of the return to rugby across the army? So
2: hopefully, people are aware that we've been um, we've been back with unit level rugby for a while now, and and as you mentioned, we we had our first match um, a couple of weeks ago with the, with the Griffins, um, uh, but also today is the is the reopening and relaunch of representative rugby so core and army um that that has been slightly delayed because um actually representative rugby it comes under the remit of the sports control board not the aru so we've had to wait for the abn to be issued which it has been issued with today as the relaunch date so hopefully we'll start to see some some core and army work um, back in the calendar and another step towards normality
1: So, Mark, that sounds awesome. Really exciting to to have rugby back, not only at club level, so, you know, down at uh, unit and battalion, but also representative rugby. And I know, uh, so I've got a bit of involvement with the infantry rugby. We're starting to think about how we're going to build the squads back up and get ready for competitions uh, moving forward. But let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right in uh, to your review of the Griffins versus Salisbury Vets on Friday 30th of April.
2: Well, Matty, here we are, Griffins against Salisbury. It's been 422 days, I believe, since yep. the last game for the Griffins. I think it's our first game back across the Army since 11th of March. Um, you're here as the Rugby Officer for of the Griffins. Tell us what you had to do to get people here.
3: So, actually, a, a really simple process. The the RFU guidance uh, on, on coronavirus and returning to rugby is detailed, easy to read, uh, as is the, the ARU detail and the, the updates that come out from, from Andy Bennett uh, are, are very useful, as is the engagement I've had with, with him and, and you, Mark. Uh, so that, that gave me the basis, the risk assessment was was dusted off, he was Covid compliant anyway uh, from a perceived return to rugby last September which didn't happen. Uh, getting buy-in from CEO Andover Support Unit, um, big uh, big rugby fan coaches, one of the age grade sides here at Salisbury, ex-AGC chairman, so very, very supportive there. Uh, and then an admin order into the Army Rugby Union, into Chris Folk, again, very supportive um, for, for a return for the Griffins on, on what is, as you say, our first game since um, the Army Bowl final against 26 RA on 6th of March last year
2: <laughs> So I guess then really getting, getting the guys onto the pitch Or getting the guys to the pitch And the admin is what we should be good at in the Griffins um, And then the next challenge I guess Is is getting out those staff officers To um, dust off their boots And uh, cajoling the young guys into play yeah. So it looks like you've got a good mix Of, of young and old here tonight Who do you think we, we should be keeping an eye out for? So it, it would be remiss of me not to point out The, the army master
3: that we, that we have In the side, um, Phil Hobbs uh, has been a, a cornerstone of the Griffins for a number of years uh, has helped me a lot as well over the past couple of weeks getting, getting the side back out here so he, he's a man to watch uh, Gaz Evans, uh, new, new officer posted into the headquarters uh, has been chomping at the bit to get out here He's a, he's at 15 tonight um, and and, and prop, there's a few others in the side as well. Will, I'm, Ch- Will I'm, Chapman, I'm Charlie spotting a,
2: spotting a couple of ringers in this, some people definitely not from Army HQ, though, but well, that's all alright, well, though,
3: well, right? Well, they're, they're not, but they're, they're, you know, this, this is a, a club game against Salisbury Vets, who are our, if we use the term, partnered community club. Um, they, they provide us our home ground under lights here um, for evening kickoff. Um, and it, it was important to us to, to rekindle that relationship, having not played against them for over 12 months, not been down here. It, it was important for us to to get back out on the pitch and to rekindle that relationship Absolutely. with
2: Salisbury. Yeah, Salisbury, Salisbury's always been a, a big supporter of Army Rugby, so thanks for them for putting this on tonight for us. Um, I see we've got a, a bit of a bit of a youngster referee in as well, Charles Bromley Gardner, now wearing D&W, not, not Ara's stuff. He, he um, is,
3: and, and it, it would be again remiss of me not to point out that 12 months ago he was wearing the uh, the four... Uh, Griffin shirt playing in the second row. Uh, Have you retired it? Uh, We haven't retired it. It is being worn by a a guest
2: Salisbury player this evening. It's still there, and Uh, you've told him about the legacy of it. Obviously, this is like this is like the the, uh, Maradona ten shirt in rugby circles.
3: Charles has not ruled out coming out playing for us again this, in, in the 21-22 season so you can't retire it just yet he's probably got one more tour in him where that might be is still tbc well
2: let's just whisper that right matty thank you very much going back in um go and help out with the warm-up and and uh, we'll have a chat a little bit later thanks buddy very right, take right i've um Really luckily been joined by Don Cower, ex-Army Masters legend, ex-Griffin Stalwart. Don, what do you think of that first half? Mate, first is, it's
0: just great to see the boys playing rugby again. Great to see Griffins playing proper Griffins rugby, ball in hand, passing it out, taking it up when they can and scoring a couple of tries.
2: Yeah, um, so we're set at halftime. I think it's 14-10 to, to Salisbury. Very, very even first half. Um, anybody particularly catch your eye on either side?
0: It's always great to see Dave Beacock with ball in hand. We've got an interesting centre, I don't know his name, playing number 13 for the Griffins. Good strong runner when the two of those, you know, when they start to clip, I think we can see some good interplay between them. Looking dangerous for Salisbury, probably 15. Tom Pottage, he's won ball in hand again, causing a little bit of disruption. But as he said, Mark, it's pretty evenly matched.
2: You and Quinn, they're, um ex-2, I see a 12 reds playing for Salisbury tonight. He had a little turn, turn and, a, and a burst through a gap. He's
0: ch- showing um, some of the younger players his heels there as well, I noticed. Yeah, 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 a bit of a traitor though, eh? because uh, he should be wearing the Griffins pink tonight, you know, having toured with the Griffins to DC. Um, but anyway, may, maybe maybe he'll turn over to the proper team in one of the other quarters. And it's a fantastic pink, Dom. I think you've got something to do with that, haven't you? Well, I- the true, the, you know, the history of the Griffins is that they wore um, the first. The original kit was pink, and I think the time was uh, the time was right a few years ago to get the new strip, and it was around the time when the army had a good deal with. Um, Samurai rugby, so uh, the opportunity came, and yeah, we um, we went for sort of some old school New Zealand collars, but um, a very generous fit of the pink top to make sure that the uh, the Griffins always stood out for the um, right reasons.
2: I think we've got that. Tonight. Jamie Omara rocking the bright pink knee tape as well, which is always nice to see.
0: Uh, once you've gone pink, mate, you're never going anywhere else.
2: <laughs> and I noticed you know, you've also come branded with the Griffins cap and jumper as well, so it's, you've come as a, a full kit, something that they refer to, I think John Terry-esque. But, I'm pretty um, sure.
0: That might be the, the, few, the few months I spent working for a particular bank might have a... <laughs> <laughs> Tom, thanks for your time, buddy. We'll go back to, back to the action. Cheers, party. Let me come
1: to the Griffins.
2: End of the game. uh, 32-12 to the Griffins. Fantastic match. I've got Phil, Jamie and Carl with me. Phil, how was that to get back on the pitch?
0: Yeah, there was uh, definitely some cobwebs,
2: but we sort of blew them away pretty quick. Um, I think all of us just wanted to play rugby again, and that's what we did today, so it's awesome. Thank Very much know. so, yeah. So, Jay, um, you've obviously been a Griffins player for a few years now. How did that rank in some of your better games that you've played in? Uh, my personal performance, uh, I haven't played for a year.
3: I think it showed, but... What a chance to be back out playing rugby! Really missed sport this last year.
2: I think it's great to hear. So from you know, you're very well known army circles, a bit of self-deprecating humour and all the rest of it. Anybody here tonight? There's there's not many people will will forget your um, legendary past tonight that went straight to the hands of Salisbury player from your quick line-out throw <laughs> that almost threw the game away but it was fantastic it was great to see you play well done Carl? was yeah. that your first game for the Griffins yeah the first game and really you're, you're normally at RTR yeah RTR right? so, so how did you get poached for this game um, so basically I was training with Fuse at the moment and then um, yeah then you came to the group a little bit, little bit of senior officer bullying yeah. and all the rest <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm a DNI officer so yeah. if you need to have a chat with me you can do afterwards <laughs> I thought that's why right. that, I, um, I thought you had a fantastic game like there mate a oh, little yeah. bit um a little bit rusty yeah South I think with you know short and stature but fast <laughs> feet and strong yeah. how was it getting out there um uh, yeah it's
0: been a while to be honest I mean really great to be with the boys you know get a little bit of uh teamwork out there and great to see the cards out and then a lot of people come together and join it so it's, brilliant it's like that, it
2: should be yeah, yeah absolutely so phil what next now for the griffins so the, the Griffins is sort of rebuilding its base again. So we're looking to try and uh, build a new pitch within the Army headquarters,
1: get the whole team together. And the whole point of Griffins is to get as many people together to go on tour. And that will be the aim, I'm sure, within the next 24 months that we'll go across somewhere uh, across the world and spread the message of rugby.
2: Guys, thanks. It was brilliant to come out in the open air, watch a game of rugby. Army rugby's back. Great performance, great result. Thanks very much. See you in the
1: next game. Cheers. you very much. So Mark as our man on the ground how was it?
2: George I, I was I am not sure what I was expecting but um, I went down it had been a r- bit of a rainy day and and literally as I drove from sort of Amesbury towards Salisbury the sun was sun came out and it it, it just everything just raised and to be fair to both sides both sides ring rusty but both sides went to went to want to play rugby uh, and it was just so enjoyable um so much fun you could tell how much fun everybody was having while they were playing it, um it wasn't just a needless throw around people were committed tackles were going in but some of the skills where you thought that the skill levels might be low some of the offloads were absolutely fantastic and you could hear a little bit in the background i think that there was a decent decent sized crowd there boosted by a lot of um a lot of the salisbury colts lads and there was a couple of salisbury colts lads playing for um for the Griffins, which which I alluded to in my ringers comic, which I didn't really really show, but it was quite obvious that there were some young talented lads in, not the old staff offers that we might expect from the Griffins. But I think everybody really enjoyed themselves, and it was just a great advertisement for community rugby for everybody, and um, a special threat as well to Charles Bromley Gardner in the middle, still probably the fittest man on the pitch. Um, refereed with a smile on his face, obviously having to. To deal with a lot of the new interpretation of the laws of the high tackles and dealing with the variation in the laws, because of where we are in the return to rugby roadmap, um, it was a fantastic game by him, and something that that put a massive smile on my face for a good couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, good. So, so in the move from where I did live to where I now do live, I've also changed uh, like civic clubs, and you know the the first thing that to completely agree with is the man in the middle his job has got even more difficult with the law variations at the moment. You know, things that players would naturally do ain't allowed at the minute under the law variations. But I also think, I, I don't know whether you back me up on this, but it seems like in the return to rugby, people need about 15 minutes of game time to get all the rust away. But then once that 15 minutes is over, that first quarter, it seems like the skills haven't really faded away. Yeah, I think you're right. The
2: the uh the, the warm-ups looked distinctly rougher than normal. Um <laughs> yeah. and, and I agree about the comment for the rest. Perhaps perhaps it'd be good to get another Arrows ref on on soon after we've got a couple more games in the bag for them to say how they feel, um, feel that rugby's changed for them.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. And also looking forward uh, slightly jumping around on the, on the rundown schedule, but also for, for the listeners out there, we're going to try and get some more information about a lot of seven stuff coming up in a future episode, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. I I don't think we want to steal Jeff Howard's chips just,
2: just right now, but Jeff is my lead for um, community sevens. He's done a lot of work. We've got a great schedule um, for unit sevens and uh, more excitingly, even, I suppose it's you know, whether you're playing unit or core as the babel, but um, we've also tied in with the GB um sevens event on armed forces day which um which is uh 26th of june in Aldershot and we'll be running um some core sevens along that time um in an event running parallel to the gb7 so i think if you're um you know you're a bit of a rugby fan want to watch some decent decent sevens um that would be the place to be on on armed forces weekend because you're going to see all of the people that are competing for places to go to the GB, um, GB team to Tokyo for the Olympics. And you'll see the best of what we've got to offer with the army playing in that in that tournament, navy, R A F, and all of our, our best core team sevens players playing in the same place.
1: But it's not just the men uh, who are returning to rugby. Uh, rugby is a obviously a sport that welcomes all. What's going on in the world of women's rugby, Mark?
2: Well, so we've just it, it's difficult so it's, launched is the wrong word, but we've just opened up the concept of super series rugby and just made it um a little bit more uh, advertised out to the to the wider community at the moment so super series is is something that I was really keen to get to bring in during my tenure as, as sort of director of um, community rugby and uh, I guess the buzzword that I'm looking for is is a quality of sport and opportunity so where we have men's unit rugby that's well established um, we don't have women's unit rugby and, and it's quite obvious why is that we don't have, we don't have the mass of, of, of women within our units to do so. So my, my sort of next me, next point to target was at garrison level. So uh, we've identified 12 areas, 12 um, large garrison areas, and a couple of others have come forward and said that they're interested as well. Um, so off the top of my head, those being uh, Bristol, Abenden, uh, Aldershot, Tidworth-Bulford, Larkhill, Lynham, Winchester, London District, Stafford, Catrick, Army Scotland, Colchester, and Watersham. And what we're doing at the moment is we're just trying to um, trying to get sort of a bit of an information campaign out to those garrison areas and canvassing for support, looking for people interested in playing, people interested in uh, coaching, people interested in being team managers, so that we can get, get some teams up and off the ground um and if you if you like the sounds of that then then please have a look on um our ARU community facebook page because there's lots of little posters going up on there with a qr code and the links and and if you if you're interested and 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 certainly in the facilitating the coach team manager uh, rugby officer whatever it is you know you don't have to be um a, a woman for that it, um more than happy looking for, for gents to help out. But we're, we're looking to grow the game in our, in our women's se- section. And then I'm in talks with the RAF and the Navy as well about making it sort of a tri-services, not competition at the moment, because I think we need to establish before we make it competitive. But that isn't to say that there won't be some festivals with prizes at the end of the season. But at the start, I'd like to just establish it as, as a level of grassroots rugby. So an area for, for women to try the game um, see if they like it and go from there the exciting bit the other exciting bit is that it's been pitched to the rfu who are very very happy to support and i've also had some really interesting chats with team Mongus, who do the overall sponsorship for all of army sport who think that it's a really positive viable thing and that believe that we'll be able to get some financial support beyond it as well so Everything on Super Series rugby looks good. Just love to see some ladies, you know, who haven't particularly picked up a ball in the past, maybe pick up a ball this this um, this autumn and start playing and see where we go
1: from there. Yeah. And I think hands down, certainly my favourite podcast we've done so far was the interview with the army women players and actually anything we can do to support them. Women's rugby in general is 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 a good thing to be doing. And if you are a player, man or woman, and you've never picked up a ball before, but you want to get involved, also go back and listen to that episode because there's a couple of players in there who never picked up a ball and amazed where the sport's taking them. I think we're starting to wind down now, really, as well. And that kind of links on to another message I think we need to put out there is absolutely get involved, not just with rugby. Don't don't just get stuck into your unit or your core or wherever you're playing. But if you've got any ideas for what you want to hear on the podcast, please get in touch. Mark's already mentioned the social media pages. But please let us know what you want to hear. uh, And it's something we can look at doing in the future. Uh, and Mark, just before we finish up for this week, uh, we've had some really sad news, but also with a really important message for the wider rugby community, isn't there?
2: Uh, James, I, I guess one last thing, Mental Health Awareness Week this week, um, had some pretty sad news in Army Rugby um, uh, this week as well. We've certainly lost um, lost lost a, a, a rugby playing soldier in James Byrne from First Fusiliers, who was a a really, really cracking character. Um, so my sympathies out to his family and to the, to the Fusiliers community. I think just one thing I'll say is, is, is stay safe peeps, you know, reach out to your friends. If you haven't heard from a pal in a long time, give them a shout. Um, let's look after each other so that when we come back to it, we all come back to it
1: together. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And, and in a previous job, I was quite involved in the, not, not exclusively involved in the welfare, but I had a hand in welfare of, um, of a unit. And actually, I came to view mental health a bit like any other injury. You know, if you break your leg, you need to go and get it sorted. Uh, and it's exactly the same, I think, with some of these um, mental health uh, issues or injuries or whatever we want to label it. But the bottom line is that there's an awful lot of people out there who are willing to help. And it may just even be the same. As, um, it may even be just as easy as picking up the phone to your mucker and having a good chat. Absolutely. Well, So thank you very much for listening to this edition of the Army Rugby Pod. We will hopefully speak to you very soon with some more news about what's going on in the world of sevens, the build-up of the return of rugby, and looking forward to a bit more rugby being played, a bit more normality. Mark, (laughs) thanks so much for joining me, uh, and we'll speak again soon.
0: (laughs) Services Championship once again belongs to the Army Rugby Union.